Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we've been talking in our uh, series, Living Sacrifices, uh, about stewardship, about how God uh, is the owner, and when we respond uh, to His generosity uh, by faithfully managing all the gifts that He's given us. And it, it sounds good, it, it's kind of nice in theory, but when you actually take that and you put it into the real world, it gets pretty messy. Because I know I'm called to be generous, I'm called to serve, I'm called to be faithful, but what about when the people I'm called to serve, to love, to take care of, what about when they don't deserve it? See, then this life of stewardship, this life of faithfulness, of service, of generosity becomes really difficult. It's like the difference between a, a premarital counseling session and a marriage in crisis years after the wedding. The, the premarital counseling session, uh, the, the couple is, is gathered together and they're, they're holding hands and they're, they're looking at each other with, with love in their eyes. And every question you ask, you go, they kind of nod their head, but internally they think, that's never going to be a problem for us. We're never going to have to worry about that because we love each other so much. Everything we do is out of love. And then you, you fast forward to oftentimes that same couple years later and all of a sudden their marriage in cri- is, is in crisis and they come into the office and the look is totally different. No longer are we holding hands. We're actually sitting apart on different sides of the table. Instead of looking at each other with love in our eyes, we look the other as someone that is the enemy, someone that, that I need to defeat in this battle. Instead of doing things out of love, we're doing things out of our hurt. And you ask, well, what, what happened? What happened to doing things out of love? They go, well, I'm, I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I can't believe that it, we, we uh, didn't know this for so long. Right? And, and you may, you're thinking, well, I'm pretty sure that's, that's lyrics to a song by Air Supply. But the reality is you can kind of see what happened. How do we go from doing things out of love to I'm all out of love? The issue isn't just love as a feeling. The issue is that we've stopped loving as an action. Loving the way the Bible talks about it as sacrificial giving for the sake of someone else. We're all out of love. And it comes down to this this truth that you'll hear sometimes in the world. Hurt people hurt people. See, when we act out of hurt rather than out of love, these are the results that we get. Hurt people hurt people. That's why stewardship is so hard. It's because it's easy to do it when everything's fine, but when I'm hurting The last thing that I want to do is be generous. The last thing that I want to do is serve. The last thing I want to do is love the very people that cause that hurt. What do I do 
How do I live faithfully as God's steward when things are messy? People that don't deserve it. This is the theme of all three of our readings for today. Is that people are messy, yet God calls us to them anyway. In the Old Testament, uh, we hear about a watchman uh, on on the walls of Zion that's supposed to to point out to people that are on a path that is taking them to death. It's people whose sin, whose iniquity is leading them towards destruction. In the gospel reading, we have disciples arguing, questioning, who's the greatest in the kingdom of God? We have issues of conflict. And when your brother sins against you, in the epistle reading, it's the government and, and what our relationship is with them. And remember, the original recipients of the letter of Romans are living under the time of Nero, the guy that persecuted the church perhaps more than any other emperor, the person that burned down the city of Rome. See, the theme is that this world is messy. And oftentimes we have to deal with people who don't deserve our love, our honor, our our service, our respect, our time. Because our tendency when we're hurt is to respond in kind. Hurt people hurt people. And sometimes we do that through our words, through our actions. But oftentimes we do it by withholding the good that we're meant to share. Things like the silent treatment. Uh, Well, I've been hurt, and so I'm not going to give you anything anymore. Things like, well, I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to connect with you at all. You can call. It's just going to go straight uh, to voicemail. I'm going to withhold the gifts that God has given me to share with you because you don't deserve it, because I'm hurt. And it's one thing for this to be a temporary response, but when it becomes our way of living, our way of relating, we think, well, this is going to keep me safe. This is going to fix it. And yet, it doesn't yield the results we want. You know, we think, I don't like what the government's doing. I'm not going to support them, so I'm not going to pray for them. I'm not going to honor them. I'm not going to give them my taxes. Is that going to yield results? Maybe for the IRS, but not for you. When we do the same thing in our relationships with others, when when I put up barriers and say, you don't deserve my, my time, my love, my service, my attention, and so I'm not going to give it. It doesn't actually yield positive results like we think it will. Hurt people hurt people. And in the midst of of this cycle of hurt, the question is, what do we do? In a life of stewardship where people, frankly, don't deserve it, our our reading from Romans actually gives us two solutions here. The first is in uh, verse 7. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed, 
revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. The first thing we're called to do is to look less at how deserving the person is, how deserving the entity is, whoever I I owe taxes or revenue or honor, service, love to. Look less at how deserving they are and look more at what am I called to do? What does it mean for me to be faithful to my end of this covenant? And then to do just that. To pay taxes to whom taxes are owed, whether they deserve it or not. Honor and respect, love, service. Because that's what God has called us to do. Right? That's kind of the first solution to our problem. But ultimately, it doesn't bring healing because we're only doing it out of obligation. And that's why Paul continues to a, a deeper, to a transformational aspect of this. This is verse 8. It says, Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. More than being a steward, more than serving and loving and being generous out of obligation, God invites us to do that out of love. An unconditional, one-way love. It doesn't matter if they deserve it. It doesn't matter if they've earned it. It doesn't matter if they're the one that's caused the hurt. God calls us to a one-way, a giving, a generous, unconditional love. And we look at that and we go, okay, hold on a second. We just talked last week about setting boundaries. And now we're saying, well, I just got to pour myself in when, when I'm not receiving anything in return. What's going on here? Does this unconditional one-way love actually do anything? Does it actually work? And that's where God points us not to stories of success for, for you know, people throughout history. He points us to himself. Because the only way, one way, unconditional, sacrificial love is possible is because that is the love of God in Jesus Christ. The love of a God who comes to this earth, who pours out His love on His people, and how do they respond? They put Him on a cross. And they kill Him. Why does Jesus stay on that cross? It's out of love. It's out of love that, that he carries on our, our conditional love, our conditional service, our rejection of the calling that God has given us, our, our hurt that has been done to us and the hurt that we have responded in turn. Christ carries on all of our hurt, all of our retribution. And in his death, he breaks the cycle. The person who has been hurt the most, the God 
who has felt every betrayal, every rebellion, every rejection, instead of responding by hurting us, this hurt person, the hurt one, the Son of God, heals and forgives and saves and restores. See, this one-way, unconditional love of God for you in Jesus Christ is the only thing that enables us not only to to not hurt other people in our hurt, but to live this life as a steward, to be this living sacrifice. Because first, we are recipients of the living sacrifice, Jesus Christ, as He pours His unconditional one-way love into our hearts. That is at the heart of stewardship. To be a steward, to be a living sacrifice, to pour ourselves out with that which God has given to us. First and foundationally, means that we are transformed by that love of God and Jesus Christ. And then we live as stewards, not only out of obligation, but out of love. And that totally changes why we do what we do. So why why do I bring my family to church? It's not simply out of obligation because it's the right thing to do. It's because I love my family and I want them to be in the place where God's going to pour His gifts into their heart. I want to be in the place where God forgives our sins. All the things that we said at home this past week that, that, that broke our relationships. I want us to be gathered together where God can bring healing and forgiveness and wholeness to us. It's out of love that we gather here together. It's out of love that we're generous in our tithes and our offerings and our gifts. Not simply out of of love for God, not simply out of love for the church. It's out of love for the people, for the people that are sitting next to us that, that need the grace of God like we do. But not just that, it's also out of love for the people that aren't yet here. For the people that are in our community that are yet to be connected to a congregation, but also for people years and generations to come. People that we won't see, but only through the Lord's work, hopefully in heaven. It's out of love for them. As I respond faithfully to God's blessing, His generosity in my life, not only out of obligation, but out of love for the people that are going to be served through His church. It's out of love that we serve. We use the gifts that God has given us, not simply because, well, someone has to do it. You know, it has to be done. But more than that, is we love the people that are recipient of that service, of that gift that they may then be recipient of the grace of God in Jesus Christ. But what about when it's difficult? <laughs> what about when, when, when they don't deserve it? What about the times when I'm all out of love? See, Jesus himself paves the way for this. And the story tells in Matthew 18 about the lost sheep. There's a hundred sheep 99 of them remain, and one of them leaves. And it's one thing if it's a shepherd 
and a sheep. It's another thing when that one lost person is your son or your daughter, is a spouse, is a family member, is someone that has hurt you deeply in their rejection, in their wandering, in their rebellion. And yet, what does the shepherd do? The shepherd leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Not when they figure it out, but while they are still lost. While they are still rejecting the gifts, while they still don't deserve anything. But exactly what they're receiving from their rebellion. The shepherd goes after them. That's what your Savior does for you. And that's where we bring our hurt. We bring our, our, our past, our, our unforgiveness, the brokenness around us. We bring it to the good shepherd because otherwise hurt people hurt people. But if I bring that hurt, if I bring that to the Lord, all of a sudden things change. See, hurt people hurt people. But forgiven people forgive people. Recipients of God's generosity are generous people. People who are loved by Jesus love people. We love because He first loved us. In the name of Jesus, amen. And may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until he calls you home.